Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. And Lord, let your word now impact us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's take our seats and uh, open up our Bibles. I want to share um, today on a very important topic about God's will. Everyone wants to know God's will for their life. They, they pray for it and they seek God and they ask one another and they come to church and believe for the word to give them His will. It's very important to know God's will, otherwise you drift through life. And many of us, before we came to Christ, we just drifted through life and did what was in front of us. But when we have God's will, it's very powerful. Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the Amplified says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice holy and well pleasing to God which is your rational logical intelligent act of worship and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs but be transformed and progressively changed as your nature um, as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in His plan and purpose for you. Wow. So here it says, as we come and yield our bodies and our hearts in worship and follow God, it says we will be transformed. The word is metamorphosis, like a grub grows into uh, and then spins a cocoon and comes out as a butterfly. Hasn't been awesome all the butterflies the last month? More butterflies than I've seen for decades. And apparently it was all the rain they had out west and they all bred and now they've flown over here with a few uh, flying ants and a few other bugs that arrived as well <laughs> that had a way of getting through the screens. But this talks about transformation. We, we get transformed and that's how powerful many of our lives and we see the baptism happening and it's a significant radical step for them. Many of us have been on this journey for months or years of being transformed in Christ and as we do we start to discover what God's will is and today I want to talk about God's will it is general and specific and sometimes we, we're asking God for wisdom on this decision and I want us to know that as we follow God's general will, we'll find His specific will. But if you, don't, if you just seek God for specific will and don't do the general, you will end up getting sidetracked. Romans 12, 1-2 in the message says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life. Your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. That's powerful. So it's not just the hour and a half on Sunday that we worship. Your everyday life, where you live, where you work, where you have friends, where your hobbies are, what, where your study is. We take all of that and just present it to God. That's surrendering as a living sacrifice. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. And that's what's happening in our lives. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings out the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. And that's the process, the journey that we are all walking in our lives, that God's building, so that we discover His will the 
NIV says in verse 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I've heard some guys preach and say, well, you can have the will of God and sometimes it can be good. Sometimes it can be um, acceptable, sometimes perfect. I believe all God's will is His plan for our lives and not, one's not better than the other. But I do believe there is a general will of God which He talks about all throughout Scripture and then there are specific moments where He helps you make the right decision who you're going to marry. He helps you make a right decision in career choices. I want to talk about that for a moment. The Word of God is full of His general will, such as, it says, to love one another. That's a general principle of God. So if you're in a dispute with someone, you don't have to say, should I love them or not? The Bible says, love one another. The specific is, maybe He's saying, forgive that person and release them. So if you do the general Word of God, the will of God is to love one another then you will find it easier to do the specific will of God, which is forgive that person and release them in that point of offence or need or broken relationship. Take this one, for example. It says to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's the general will of God. If you have a passion for that, you will be more ready to hear the specific word of God for that new neighbour to go over and share some food with them and share Jesus with them. Because if you've determined, I'm going to follow the general will of God, you'll then be open to the specific will of God. What about this one? The Bible says be generous. We talk about that every week. Generous with our lifestyle, our worship, our love, our food, our finances. If you are following the general will of God, which is generosity, then it won't be hard to follow the specific will of God when the Holy Spirit nudges your heart to go and give food to someone or to sow some money into that missions project or to sow some money so we can get some new speakers here you will listen because you've already developed a lifestyle of obedience to the general will of God how about this one it says to give thanks in all things 1 Thessalonians 5 18 says give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus I've had people say, I want to know God's will, I want to know God's will, and they're complaining and grumpy about everything. I take them to this one and say, well, if you want to know God's will, start with this. In all circumstances, give thanks because God can turn it for good. If you get that general will of God, then it's really easy to start to be specific in thanks when there's challenges, when there's great opportunities. Like Pastor Doug said, you don't get distracted by success, but you keep that uh, heart focus so it says in all things give thanks doesn't say for all things because some things come from the works of darkness to try and sidetrack you or condemn you or destroy you but in everything you can give thanks to God because you know God's greater we just sang this morning about what a beautiful name what a powerful name the name of Jesus greater than any situation that can come and try and rob and steal from your life and as you start to give thanks generally for all that God does in and through your life, then you will find it much easier to give thanks for the specifics when the breakthroughs, when the blessings flow, when the surprises. As someone said, there's just so many coincidences in my life since I've become a Christian. They're not coincidences, they're God incidences. They are the will of God, you colliding with the will of God every day in your life. 
How awesome is that? Before you're a Christian, you'd miss it most of the time. Now you, you regularly encounter God's blessing, His calling, His purpose, and you have God incidences happening all over your life. That makes life so exciting. It's not dull and boring and mundane. It's full of adventure. I was sharing with the young adults last night, are we going to live in the faith zone or the safe zone? You can live in the safe zone in your life and live a boring, predictable life, taking hardly any risks. But you can live in the faith zone and that will stretch you. That will challenge you to step up and have a go. That will challenge you to step up in front of a crowd and get baptized in water. It will challenge you to be giving thanks when it doesn't make any sense to give thanks because things haven't sorted out yet. You are giving thanks for what's about to happen. In faith, a sacrifice, a prize. Here's another one. The general will of God is to trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. That's a challenge to trust God when the answer hasn't come yet. When the prayer for a transformation in your family member hasn't occurred yet. It's a challenge to keep trusting God when it doesn't look like He's been hearing your prayer or breaking through. But it says if you trust God generally, you'll find it so much easier when the specific challenge comes to trust God in this uncertain season or on a specific issue. You're getting the message today? God wants us to trust Him in all of His general promises and in His will and then you'll find it a lot easier to trust Him in the specifics of our life. But a lot of us are crying out to God, show me your will about this particular thing and we've forgotten that we haven't been trusting Him on some of the other big picture and that's what God wants to do. Let's look at Jesus. Here's our example. How did Jesus relate to God's will? It says in John 4.34, my, my food said Jesus to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So Jesus came to do the Father's will, not just his own. John 6.38 says, For I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. That's very, very specific. And God, because we are God's sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, he calls us to do God's will, whatever that looks like in our lives. He goes on and says, And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me. This is a great promise. But raise them up at the last day, for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Wow, what a great promise that we're coming into the last days of, of this world and it says, Jesus said, everyone that I've called and has responded to me, they will not be lost. Hey, what a powerful word. You can be under pressure and challenged and temptations thinking, I'm not going to make it. God says, hey, my will is that everyone that's called and responds will make it. Will make it to his kingdom and purpose. What a great promise that Jesus spoke. Jesus also submitted to the God's will. So he came to do it, but he actually did it in practice. And we all know the well-known passage in Matthew 26, 39 to 42, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, deciding whether he was going to fulfill God's will and go through the suffering and pain of dying on the cross for your sin and mine. It says, going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me yet not as I will but as 
you well. I've met a few strong-willed people in my life. What a gift they are. But what a pain they are because they think they're always right. They think they've got the inside running on every answer on everything in life. But I've also observed strong-willed people, if they don't find ways to learn to submit their will to the will of God, they have a few challenges in life. God will put them with the toughest boss he can find so they just keep hitting the wall. He'll put them into some situations of friendships and relationships where there'll be some people that will just contend with them. They say, why have I got such trouble in my relationship? It's because you're strong-willed and God has to somehow get you to realize that you're not always right. Whoa. Because God's always right, but we're not. And so if you're strong-willed, guess what? You will end up having some challenges in life until you learn to submit your will to God. How do I know? Because I've walked that way. God loves you too much to let you get your own way all the time because we'd mess it up even worse than we have. Jesus came and submitted his will to the Father even though it meant suffering and pain and death that led to life and led to our salvation. Some of you say, why is life so tough? Why do I always end up with the toughest bosses and difficult people to work with? Sometimes it's because God's getting through to us that he wants to change us and he loves you so much. He's not making life difficult. He loves you so much that he's wanting to you to learn to surrender quicker. Like a strong-willed child. They can fight and kick and buck for five hours or they can do it for two minutes and then learn to give in. Some of us are just adult versions of that. We just kick and buck for 10 years when God says, hey, you could get this over in a week if you want to, but some of us just take a while longer submitting our will to the Lordship of Jesus is an exciting, challenging adventure. But if you understand what's happening, the quicker you do, the quicker you grow into blessing. It goes on and says, Then he turned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Wow, what a beautiful surrender to Christ. How must we relate to God's will? Number one, we must know His will. How can you submit to it if you don't know it? Colossians 1.9 For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Hallelujah. Here, here's Paul praying for the Christians in, at Colossae. And he's saying, I pray that you will discover what God's will for you is corporately and individually. So that you will understand it, you will know it, and then you can obey it. And God wants us to learn to obey his general will. And I just mentioned half a dozen before, and there are dozens of others that as we read the word, as we come to church, as we grow in our faith, God will 
focus you on different aspects of his general will for our lives and then he will at times give you specific direction for important decisions, choices that we all make in our journey of life. So we need to know his will. Secondly, we must understand his will. Ephesians 5.17, therefore do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. Wow, so God doesn't want us to be in the dark. How frustrating it is when a parent plays games with their kids and the kids think, well, I can never measure up because you never know what the parent really wants. How frustrating is that? God doesn't play games like that. He tells us. He's revealed it through his word. He speaks to us by his spirit. He ministers to us in the body of Christ. And so many ways he will communicate his will and purpose. Sometimes we're just a bit thick and we're not listening as well as we should. But God wants us to know his will and understand it so then you can move and live in more and more freedom and joy and over. And the more I've learned to submit and surrender my will to the will of the Father, that life's an incredible journey of love and faith, breakthroughs, challenges, overcoming. But when I was younger, I had to learn to submit to the will of the Father. And God, in his grace, will bring whatever loving pressures to bear to help us to do that and he wants us to understand it number three we must choose to do his will so you can know it understand it but then you've got to choose to do it john 7 verse 17 anyone who chooses to do the will of god will find out whether my teaching comes from god or whether i speak on my own so you can know the will of god but you've got to choose to do it holy spirit can be nudge you say you need to forgive that person Oh, God, you don't know what they've done. Yes, he does. It's so hard. Yeah, I know, but that's why I've given you grace and I'm going to give you a capacity to forgive and release them. But Lord, they've offended me and hurt me and they so annoy me. Yeah, I know that, but my will is that you will forgive them. And I'm going to show you how and help you to get there. But, 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 we have all these excuses. Sometimes we're more goats than sheep. We've got so many buts with God. And God says, just surrender. Stop being... A butting goat, be a one who surrenders. And out of that, we have freedom and joy and obedience. And that's how God takes us on this journey. Number four, we choose to do it, then we must do it. Psalm 40 verse 8, I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. How awesome when we just surrender. And say, God, I want my needs met. And he says, I know that, but I'm going to, as you surrender to me and help others, then I'm going to meet your needs. Psalm 143, 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Wow, the psalmist just cried out and says, teach me. Teach me to do your will. Some people are just very compliant, and they will just do what they're asked or what is reasonable. Others just want to find out how it ticks and take the long road around. That's okay, God will get you there, but just keep surrendering. And then we must stand firm in his will. Colossians 4.12. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God. Well, that's a great prayer to pray, isn't it? Lord, I pray for my family that they will stand firm in the will of God for their lives. And if they've gone off track and ignored or lost his will, (coughs) God, you will show it to them again and bring them back to live out his will and purpose for their lives. What a great prayer. Jesus said in Matthew 6.10, part of the Lord's Prayer, 
Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a really great prayer to pray over our lives and over our community. And to pray that blessing over our lives. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done in my life, in our city, in our community, in our workplace. Lord, your will be done in my body and in my mind. It's a great prayer to pray. It's a great general prayer and then he will make it specific for our hearts and our lives. Ephesians 1.11 says, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. You say, but what about sometimes when I've done God's will, it's become hard. Because sometimes we go through suffering to get to the other side. 1 Peter 3.17 says, For it's better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. So don't be surprised when you go through some trials. Don't be surprised. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus, you'll come out the other side and you'll become a transformed person. Here's another specific will of God that sometimes we skip over. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 to 6. It is God's will that you should be sanctified that you should avoid sexual immorality. Wow, it says it's God's will. It's so clear. That each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honourable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. Wow, it is God's will that we find discipline and control in our sexuality. That is a very specific word of God for our lives. You say, well, that's hard. And the world does it this way. Don't worry about what the world does. Look at the fruit of it. Let's do it God's way and see the rewards and blessings that come from honoring God and honoring marriage and doing His way and His work. And His grace comes when things don't work out, but His grace comes. James 4.13 says, now listen. This is a really powerful one. You who say, today or tomorrow we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Wow, that's a very powerful thought. We have all our plans and God says, have plans. Go, succeed, be blessed, be a blessing in our ministry and our business and all we do But make sure you say, God, if this is your best plan and will for my life, help it to come to pass. And sometimes when I've made face majors and I wasn't sure, I said, Lord, I believe you're leading me. But if this is not your time or plan best for me, please close the doors. So you're opening your heart. When you're not clear, sometimes it just takes a while. I remember years ago when I was working in the bank and I'd only been in the bank for about three years. I moved to Sunshine Coast and they wanted to transfer me to a small country town. It wasn't, I was brought up in a country town so it wasn't I was against that. But I'd got involved in the church. I was the assistant youth leader and God was opening all these doors and I felt the Lord start to nudge my heart. Refuse the transfer and trust me. Back then in the 1970s, if you refused the transfer, you were asked to leave the bank that was part of your contract agreement that you had to take whatever transfers were given but I wrestled all weekend and I thought well this doesn't make sense but I wanted to stay because I felt this is where God was opening up a doorway to train me in ministry I was 19 I went to the manager and I said 
I think I should refuse the transfer. And he looked at me. He wasn't a Christian, but he had a, a, a religious background. And I explained why. He says, okay, I'll write a letter in support of you. That was a big step for him. Sure enough. And I prayed all weekend. I fasted, talked to the pastor. I went and prayed all, all Sunday after church. And all God gave me was the scripture in Psalm 20, 37, 23 and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his right hand. God didn't give me a yes or no. He said, just trust me. Isn't that powerful when he just says, trust me, and you don't give a, he doesn't give a specific. But I was leaning this way. So I put that in. A few days later, this word came back from head office saying the transfer has been cancelled. And all the staff were amazed because that had never happened before in that whole circle of branches. They were just stunned. Six months later, I got transferred to another local branch on the coast at Karoi, which was a better posting than what I would have had six months before. And, uh, and I was able to stay involved with the same church. Then I got posted back to Nambour. Three transfers on the Sunshine Coast was unheard of. So for years, it used to go around the circles. Who do you know in head office? I said, yeah, I know someone in head office. And two years later, I ended up at the Nambour branch. And the first day I'm there, a lady came up to me and said, I've heard about God helping you with your transfers. So I had an immediate daughter witness to her. And she came to Jesus a few months later. And I thought, wow, you never know when you just trust God. And I didn't do it out of any sense of rebellion, but it was a test whether I was going to trust God with my life and career. And there'll be times when tests come and I wanted to do the general will of God, but the specific will of God, I had to take a step of faith. God's good and He loves you. And today He's speaking to some of you about trusting Him in the general will of God or maybe there's a specific saying, God, I really want an answer. He loves you and He will help you discover and fulfill God's best for your life. He'll help you understand so that you can move forward. I want to pray right now for God to do that in our lives. Let's stand together. <clears throat> the will of God. Not some mystery that God withholds from us. But he loves us and he said, I know the plans I have for you. Plans for good and not for evil. And I've learned if God knows the plans, he doesn't forget them. And he doesn't forget you. The Spirit of God wants to say to someone here today, you are not forgotten. So someone here, you think that you've been forgotten by God and you've been left out of his plan and purpose. And you've been left behind and you think it's too late to discover God's will. God says, no, it's not too late because my hand is upon you and you are not forgotten and I love you and I will restore as your heart leans in and you say, I'm willing to respond to the will of God for my life. It's not too late, no matter what other people have said. And even if you've made mistakes, it says even if you fall, His right hand will come and lift you up and restore you so that you can get back on the path. And He will turn the very mistakes into a place of blessing to help other people. Oh God, that's a word for some people here right now. Let's bow our heads in His presence. And For some, this has just been a general word of encouragement to keep running after God's will and purpose. It's not weird or mysterious. It's not hard to find. As you do the general will of God, you will find He will help you in the specifics. The steps of trust and faith. The greatest thing for the will of God is to know Him 
and his goodness. Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of God the Father. Right now, maybe you don't know this amazing Jesus. You've never surrendered to his call and will for your life. Or maybe it's time to come back and you've got lost somewhere on the journey of faith. But today, God's calling you back to surrender to his will and purpose. If that's you today, say, I've never surrendered to God's will and forgiveness for my life, or I need to come back today. Just lift your hand and say, Pastor Ross, please pray for me. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. Who else saying, that's me. There's others here. You've never done this. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you, sir. Who else? That's Yeah, God bless you. There are others here that are saying, that's me. I, I know. Yeah, God bless you. You've never done this or it's time to come back. God bless you down the back there. The Spirit of God's calling hearts right now, right now, because He loves you and He wants you to know He hasn't, you're not forgotten. And He's got a plan and purpose for your life and He can turn around the things that haven't added up and His love is reaching you right now. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.